You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho. Episode number five, focusing on the Feng Shui Bagua map, new beginnings, abundance, and health. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. I'm so, so, so excited today to go into more detail and focus on three areas of the Feng Shui Bagua map. Episode five, six, and seven will each focus on three areas of the Bagua map. So there's nine total and we'll focus on three of the nine in each episode. In this episode, I'll go over the following three Bagua areas, new beginnings, abundance, and health. Then I'll describe the attributes of each area. I'll share questions that I ask my clients that give me clues to know if these are the things that we should address in their feng shui consultation. And finally, real life feng shui adjustment suggestions for each area. It's gonna be really helpful if you can visit my website and click on the podcast tab to see the feng shui bagua map and you'll get a visual of what that looks like. And before we begin, I want to discuss something in regards to feng shui adjustments. When making feng shui adjustments, my teachers have taught me that we don't adjust everything. Select perhaps three areas or three things that you'd want to take on. If you want to change everything, one thing is that you can get really overwhelmed. And also not everything needs adjustment. Not everything needs help. If you correct all nine areas of the Bagua map, it would be too perfect. In the I Ching, which is a book of divination that we use in feng shui, the I Ching Taoist philosophy says that when things are too perfect, when it's too auspicious, in the Tao, the next place to go is inauspicious. So when everything's really up high, 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 the only place you can go is down. So don't overwhelm yourself. Don't try to do everything. Just pick a few areas. In fact, at the end of the podcast, I'll ask you to maybe just pick one thing. Second, in laying the Bagua map on a space, it's pretty challenging. Most of the time, I see people do it incorrectly. So unless you have a pretty rectangular home, I'd start with something small like your bedroom. And as we spoke about in episode number four, uh, where I talk about feng shui for your bedroom. The bedroom represents you, and it's the closest to you, so it's a really a great place to start. You can also start with a desk, which is typically rectangular. And I discussed desk feng shui in episode three, and you can easily lay the Bagua map on your desk, and that would be more in regards to perhaps your career or your business or how you walk in life or what you do in life. And if you have any questions, I'd love for you to send in your floor plans. Yes, you could just draw it up, email it over to info at holisticspaces.com. 
That's info at holisticspaces.com and we'll help you lay out the Bagua map on your space and post it on our Q&A Sundays. Also, one more thing. I just want to also let you know that we're just tapping the surface here. We're just scratching the surface. And I want you to be able to understand the conceptual basics to be able to implement amazing feng shui changes in your life. But you can go way deeper. But not everyone needs to go deeper. Just a few adjustments. One simple adjustment could really make a huge shift in your life. So with those disclaimers, let's start with the new beginnings area of the Bagua map. So you may be wondering why we're starting here, but this is where life begins. It's a beginning. It's the start of things. So we always start with the new beginnings area. This area is related to new beginnings of any kind. So creation of a project. Family is also related to new beginnings because when mother and a father or two partners get together and they create a child, that's a creation. That's a new beginning. It's also related to the season and energy of spring. You know that burst of energy of the sprout of a seed, just pushing through the shell of the seed and pushing out of the ground, that takes a tremendous amount of energy. You know why sprouts are so healthy is because they have all these enzymes and they really give you a lot of energy. So that's that energy of spring that's related to new beginnings. It's also symbolized by the color green, uh, the color of nature, the color of trees. And also related to teal blue, blue and green are both related to the wood element in feng shui. The number three, as I spoke about a second ago, one person and another person makes two, but new beginnings truly start when they get together and make a third. So that's where the three comes from. And that's why we start with three. Column-like and tall shapes, like tall trees, columns, tall bamboo, this all represents the element of wood and is related to the New Beginnings area. And it's yang wood, which is really active wood, like that very energetic blade of grass that's pushing through the ground and has that spring energy. It's also related to thunder, the first sun, the liver and gallbladder in Chinese medicine, and in Chinese, we call this area Zhen, and that's spelled Z-H-E-N. So when I'm working with a client, I'll ask questions about this area first to see if it's, an, it's a place that we need to work on. Uh, this area works around family issues, growth, and new beginnings. So questions I might ask a client would be, how are you at starting projects? Sometimes people will be really great at starting things, but they can't finish them. That's something to look at. Sometimes people want to start projects. They have a lot of great ideas, but they just never, they can never get them out off the ground. So if you're a person that has trouble initiating things or initiating any changes in your life, a feng shui adjustment in the new beginnings area, such as a feng shui crystal, could bring clarity to the situation. Most recently, I also placed a metal pinwheel in the new beginnings area of my home to bring winds of change because a pinwheel spins around and and creates change and movement. And I wanted to activate change and start new things in my career and my life. And metal, it's also a metal pinwheel, so it's also very good at speeding things up because metal is very fast and efficient. This area is also related to your family. So I would ask, how's your family situation? Are there difficulties? Is it easy? What's your family dynamic like at home? Sometimes the family situation is good. Sometimes it's difficult. What is the family history like? 
For instance, during my wedding planning stages, my husband and I, we activated the family area of the home to bring harmony during this time when one, two families were going to come together. And also members of each individual family were also going to come together at the wedding. And there may have been disharmony. And, you know, when families get together, it can be a little bit challenging. So to help alleviate any disharmony, I have a string of all the 12 zodiac animals hanging in this area of my home. The zodiac animals represent different archetypes and different personalities, and having them all together in one string represents harmony between everyone in a family and between different types of people. And by placing it in the family area or the new beginnings area of your home or your bedroom, you could um, activate that harmony, creating understanding between all the different members of your family. In general, in activating this area, a new green plant or maybe three, five, or nine green plants could bring kindness, flexibility, and growth to your family issues and to new beginnings in your life. You can also use shapes that are related to wood, which again are tall, column-like shapes, like a big tree or bamboo. And colors that are related to wood are green and like teal blue. Or you can get more advanced. You could use the five element theory and you could add something black that represents water. And water feeds wood and allows wood to really flourish. A plant can only grow with water. So if you add some black, that indirectly feeds the wood of the new beginnings area. The next area we're gonna go to is called abundance. This area is related to wealth, abundance, prosperity, and self-worth. It's related to the color purple, but you can also use the wood colors that I mentioned before for new beginnings because this is also a wood area. So colors like blue or teal blue or green. The number four is related to abundance. And because again, it's a wood area, tall, column-like, tree-like shapes are great for activating the abundance area. The abundance area though is yin wood, not yang wood. So Unlike new beginnings, abundance is more yin, it's more passive, it's like a big tree with deep roots, it's well grounded and trees observe, they don't grow very fast. So the abundance area is one of the most popular areas of the Bagua map, but it's not just about money. I call this area abundance because it's not just related to material worth, but also self-worth. And in my book, I describe this area as overflowing fullness. It means having enough or feeling that you have enough. Also, your material wealth in the world is dependent and related to your self-worth. So this area is also about having an abundance of the positive aspects of your life. It's also related to wind, the first daughter. And in Chinese medicine, wood is related to the hip, the liver, the gallbladder. And in Chinese, we call this area shun, which is spelled X-U-N. So when I'm working with a client... I'll ask questions about the shun area or the abundance area to see if this is a place to work on. So this area, again, works around money and self-worth issues. And self-worth issues are really prevalent in our society, but we don't often talk about it and we don't often relate it to material wealth. But I feel that a lot of people feel like there's never enough. So this is what this area looks at. And when you feel like there isn't enough... You feel like you don't have enough abundance and then you feel maybe that you're not good enough, 
but there is enough. There's enough wealth for everyone in the world. There's enough love. There are enough clients. There's enough donuts. There's enough, there's enough to go around. So please remember that in working with this area. Questions that I would ask a client are, one, are you the first daughter? Each area relates to a family member, and this one is related to the eldest daughter. Personally, I'm the eldest daughter, so this really hits home for me. Often, the eldest daughter has self-worth issues because they're often expected to take care of their siblings and others when they're very young, therefore putting their own needs on the back burner. So if you're the first daughter, this might be an area that you want to look at. Are there money issues? Is money a problem or a source of worry? What money issues exist? I ask my client to tell me about them. Are there self-worth issues? which I talked about earlier, because money is related to self-worth. Some of my teachers have said, um, sometimes we don't have enough wealth because it's related to not feeling worthy enough. You don't feel worthy enough to be wealthy or it's never, you never have enough. So because this is a wood area, the abundance area, green plants are again, good ways to activate the abundance area because they cultivate growth and kindness. Sometimes when we need our finances or wealth to grow, a plant can teach us how to cultivate things with love and patience. A plant just doesn't grow from a seed in a day. It takes a lot of patience and diligence. So a plant can support growth in these areas of your life. I also like to use citrine quartz crystals. It's an orange quartz crystal that attracts prosperity and abundance. I carry one in my wallet and I have one on my desk in the abundance area. And you can also put a third one in the abundance area of your bedroom or your home. I've also placed my home office in the abundance area of my entire home. This way the home office is also in the commanding position of my entire home. Another way to activate this area is to place a light in the abundance area of your home or your desk. When you bring more light, you bring more fire energy. And if it's on your desk, it will affect your business or work. If it's in your bedroom, it can bring more abundance to you in a general way. You can also use wood shapes, the tall column-like shapes, the colors green, teal, blue, and purple. And Just like new beginnings, you can get more advanced by using five element theory by adding black, which adds water and water feeds wood and allows wood to flourish. Or you can actually add water. Maybe you can add a fountain in the abundance area of your home. So the third and final area that I'll speak to in this episode is the health area. This area is related to your overall health. It's signified by earthy colors like yellow, orange, brown, like autumn colors. Think of rich, deep brown soil or hard, grayish, orangey, brown, rusty rocks and a mountainside or even loose yellow sand. These are the colors that are related to health and earth. The number five, which also relates to the five elements Square shapes are related to earth. And if you look at the location of this area on the Feng Shui Bagua map, it's in the center. So it's sometimes referred to as a Tai Chi. And sometimes you'll actually see a Tai Chi symbol there, which is the yin yang symbol some of you might be familiar with. It has like a sine curve and it's half black, half white with a little dot of white in the black and a little dot of black in the white. 
And Tai Chi is also a very beautiful and slow Asian martial art, but in feng shui philosophy, we call the center area the Tai Chi, which translates to supreme ultimate. So the Tai Chi and the yin yang symbol is ultimate teaching that there's this ever-changing balance and dance between yin and yang, between white and black, between hard and soft. And within the white, there's a little bit of black. And within the black, there's a little bit of white. And you can't have one without the other. One cannot exist without the other, without the opposite. So it's about seeking balance. And that Tai Chi symbol is actually moving. It's dancing. It's spinning around. So it's constantly changing. And because it's in the center of the Feng Shui Bagua map, the health area is affected by and affects all of the eight Bagua areas around it. Some questions you can ask yourself in regards to this area is, how is your overall health? Are there any physical issues or mental issues? What's happening in the center of your home? Do you need support? Health is related to earth. So earth is also about boundaries. Is there anything happening in the center of your home? Is all the furniture in your home hugging the perimeter? Is the center totally empty? In a case like that, even a beautiful rug can bring some grounding to your life and pull together your space so you're not empty in the center. And I'm talking empty visually and metaphorically. You can also place a feng shui crystal in the center or the tai chi area of your bedroom. This could help with overall health problems and provide clarity in your personal life. Crystals help to provide clarity. Of course, my teachers also taught that besides feng shui adjustments, the mundane thing needs to also be done. So if you do have a health problem, you also need to do the mundane thing and see a health professional as well as take care of yourself in conjunction to the feng shui work. The feng shui enhances everything you do, but it's not a substitute for the mundane work. Finally, a space clearing could also help. You could do this in the center of your home or the center of your bedroom or do it around your entire home so it affects all eight areas and then in the center. In feng shui, we like to use orange peels a lot for space clearing. Oranges have this bright yang energy, like the bright sun at noon, that can clear out any negative and harmful chi or energy. And I actually have an orange spray on my website. It's called Happy Room Mist. And I have other space clearing tools, such as sage or palo santo that you could use. Sage, I think, is great for um, doing some heavy lifting, some heavy lifting clearing, and you don't want to do it every day. And then Palo Santo has a lighter, minty, fresh scent that I actually love. I think it's just delicious. And the Happy Spray is also great because not only does it eradicate any negative and harmful chi, it also brings in positivity and lifts your spirits. And because the health area is an earth area, you can also use earth shapes like square rugs or square pieces of artwork. The earthy colors we discussed also, yellows, oranges, and browns. And if you want to get more advanced using the five element cycle, earth is nourished by fire. So earth is created by fire. We think about um, fire creates ashes and those ashes become earth. So reds, using reds can support earth. If you use red, red in the center of your home, it can create earth. So in episode five, we've covered three areas of the feng shui bagua map, new beginnings, abundance, and health. I do encourage you to take a look at the podcast tab on the Holistic Spaces website, holisticspaces.com, to see an image of the feng shui bagua map. 
we covered the basic characteristics of these three areas and whenever questions you can ask yourself regarding each area and some ways to implement feng shui adjustments if necessary. I encourage each of you to make one change to just one area this week. If you have the time, you can do three changes, but one is enough. Just do one this week, one change in one area. Or if you have a lot of time, one change in each of the areas. And I encourage you to email me your floor plans if you have any questions, if you're confused on how to lay the Bagua map, because it is helpful to lay it on your whole space. And I'll definitely post it on the Q&A Sunday. And you can send those floor plans to info at holisticspaces.com. And you can also find many of the items I discussed on sale on my website at holisticspaces.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Tune in on the second and fourth Mondays of every month for a new podcast episode. Next time, episode number six, we're moving forward and we will look in depth at another three of the nine Bagua areas. So episode six, we'll look at the benefactors area, completion, and the knowledge area of the Feng Shui Bagua map in detail. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.